Education is one of those things that we become really accustomed to from a really early age. Dependent on where you are in the world, you may have started school at four or five years old, so we really get into a cyclical habit when it comes to terms, start of term, end of term, start of the new academic year, all of that good stuff. It is a pattern that becomes familiar and comfortable. But then suddenly, there are decisions that need to be made. Decision after decision after decision. Well, this is one of the things that we're going to be referring to today because today we're talking all about how to choose the best sixth form for you. So if you are 15, 16 years old or supporting somebody who is, then you won't want to miss this episode. Welcome to the Dive Into Your Career podcast. This is Dive Into Your Career, the podcast designed to help students like you take impactful steps towards your career goals. I'm Gina Visram, a qualified careers coach and consultant who is so proud to be your careers cheerleader. You are in the right place if you are a determined student or the proud supporter of one. Here, you will embrace career development in a unique spirit of fun, not fear. Let's dive in. Did that resonate with you? The idea that school is a cycle that we totally understand until we don't? Today I am talking to you about how to choose the best sixth form for you. And it's recent conversations that I've had with some lovely young people and also some brilliant parents that made me realize that there isn't necessarily enough information out there for this particular stage of the education journey. And it's a really solid foundation for what comes next, actually, because there are all kinds of choices that you could make. And for many, this is after perhaps being in a particular school for four or five years, or if you're in a school that has a primary school related to it, for being in a school for much longer than that, for being in a school for over a decade. So as you go into year 11, and I'm talking about the UK school system now, but I know that this will resonate in a number of other places, certainly if there are British system schools that we're talking about, You go into year 11 and then you realize you are at the precipice of something. You are at the precipice of change. You are needing to work out what you want to do from the September of the next year. Do you want to carry on and do A-levels? Do you want to do IB? Do you want to do an apprenticeship? What is it that you would like to do? What will be beneficial? And importantly, what will lay the foundation for some of those bigger visions that you have? in relation to your career. And naturally, of course, that then relates to, do you want to go to university? What university do you want to go to? And at 15, 16 years old, these are really, really big questions. So it is important that you work alongside a parent, or if you're a parent, you work alongside your child, or as I say, anybody within the support system that is part of this, it's incredibly important to work together, to work out what is best, where is the best place? Is it best to stay where we are, 
right, and continue on? Is it best to have a fresh start? How is it that I can even decide that? So what I wanted to share with you today are a number of considerations that are really, really worth factoring in when you are making these decisions. So let's go. Let's go. What are the considerations? So here are some. Number one, and this will sound obvious, but let's go with it, is the subjects that you want to do. What are the subjects that you want to do? Now, if you are going down an IB route, for example, you have a larger range of subjects to choose from. If you are going down an A-level route, which is a very popular route in the UK, then dependent on the school, you will be able to choose three subjects or four subjects, or maybe three subjects and an extended project qualification, or maybe even aligned with one of the few AS levels that still exist, right? So there are all kinds of options there. Then remember, you also have the option of BTECs, and newer than BTECs, um, so BTECs are a more vocational type qualification, now there are also T-levels. Now this is a really new introduction in the post-16 landscape, so when you are deciding what you want to do, it is worth having a look at T-levels, what T-levels are, and establishing whether you think that that would be a better route for you than say A-levels, IB, or AB Tech. So the first place to start is to understand the qualifications. Actually, so let's let's divide that into. Let's divide that into. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna change this on the fly. Right? So let's go with number one, understand what qualifications are available. Right? That is number one. So that's really what I then started talking about. Number two, which is where I thought I was starting, <laughs> is establish what subjects you want to do. Now, that's an important thing to bear in mind because, of course, when you look at the different institutions, you will see whether they offer the subjects that you are interested in. Right? So, this is a pretty big deal. This is a really important thing to look at. Now, it's not that these things need to be a deal breaker because remember, if you want to go and study business at university, or film studies, or media, or classics, or politics, it's not that you need to have done any of these subjects at A-level, right? Or at your post-16 stage. Um, or law. Law is the classic, right? Where people think, oh, I need to have studied law A-level. No, you absolutely don't. Many of the quote-unquote traditional A-levels, say history or English or maths, um, they set you up really nicely for a wider range of options when it comes to what you might want to go on to study if you want to go to university, for example. So if you want to do something in tech, perhaps computer science or something like that, you do not need to have done IT or computing at A-level as long as you have the maths, which shows that you have those foundations, then the options are open to you, right? So really looking at subjects, looking at what is available in the school, but then also looking at what subjects are of interest or are recommended from an institution that you may hope to go on to next, that is a really important part of figuring things out. So it's not as clear as 
it seems on the face of it, it's not just a case of getting a list of subjects that are available from the school or the college, but of course that's a really great place to start. It's also linking it with some of your bigger picture thinking. What am I intending to do next? What is the subject? What is the institution? What do they look for when it comes to that study immediately before university? And you put those things together. So, so far we've talked about number one, understanding what different qualifications there are, and number two, establishing the subjects that you want to do. Okay, so let's go on to number three. Number three is the size in terms of the learning environment. Now, this one is particularly relevant probably if you're thinking about the options between, say, a sixth form, which is, you know, a year 12 and a year 13 within a school, or whether you are looking at a college, right? And that might be a college for people of all ages, and what sorts of subjects that they offer as well. But in this case, I'm not so much talking about the subjects, although that comes into play. I'm talking about the size of the classes. So it's really useful to ask the institution you are considering in general, and of course it might change year by year, but in general, what are the sizes of the classes? Now, it's not that one is automatically better than the other, because if you want to be in an environment where there are lots of people in a classroom, then that's great. If you want to be in an environment where there are less people, and that possibly means a little bit more individual attention perhaps, then that is a route to go. But either way, asking about class sizes is a useful thing to help you in your choice of the best sixth form for you. Number four, let's go with distance from home. This is self-explanatory really, but it's one of the things to consider. Bear in mind what your travel will be. In the part of the world where I live in the UK, there are certain times of year where it is really dark. So you might be commuting in the dark in the morning or in the evening and really understanding your route to the institution that you're considering is a really good thing to be working out. Number five, what is the emphasis on non-academic areas? So this might be co-curricular activities or extracurricular activities. And actually, the language, the language used is one of those things that might tell you what the emphasis really is. But this is the stuff that isn't involved with your course. This is whether there is an offer of being able to do maybe a Duke of Edinburgh silver or gold, or maybe there are all kinds of volunteering opportunities. Maybe there are kind of interest groups in relation to tech or different sort of subject or career areas. Maybe there is a great performing arts program or maybe a really good STEM or STEAM program in terms of science, technology, engineering, art and maths, right? There are all kinds of things to be considering. So have a look at what is available outside of the academia in the institution that you are looking at. Number six, and this is related, arguably, but deserves its own point, is what is the next steps provision? 
Now, think about it. Sixth form is a two-year journey. I always consider it to be a two-year corridor. It's like it links you between your secondary education until 16 and on to the next thing for you, whether that is the world of work or university or whatever else you might be considering. So it's a really, really short space of time and it, it really is a link, right? So it's intense in its own right, but it really is a joining thing from one to the next. So understanding what the next step's provision is, is really important. So ask questions about the careers department and careers provision. What is the support and emphasis in terms of work experience or in terms of the actual careers education, getting to know different things? What are the opportunities around that? Likewise, if university is something that you are potentially considering, what is the university support like, right? What, what is it that happens in all of these spaces in relation to next steps? And actually, another good question in relation to this is, does your institution talk about opportunities beyond university? Now, this is quite a key thing, actually, because I think a number of institutions for very, very many years talk about university as if it's the holy grail and it's the only option in all of those things. And I know one of the things that's really important for me as somebody who works in a school is my measure of success is not what the student goes on to do. Truly, it isn't whether they do an apprenticeship or a degree apprenticeship or a degree or what university they go to. My measure of success as somebody in, in charge of a careers department is whether students are aware that they have options and what those options are. Because then it means that they're in a position to make deliberate decisions. I have read articles and come across so much content where students say things like, well, my school or my sixth form or my college, uh, less with colleges to be fair, but my school or my sixth form only talked about university. That was the only option. Everybody was funneled into that. And if that is the vibe that you are getting, I would suggest that that is not the healthiest vibe because everybody has different things that they're considering. And so being in an environment where you think that you, or as I say, if you are a supporter, so if you're your child, is going to be supported with knowing what the options are, I would argue is more optimal than a place which is just funneling students in one direction. So that is a really good thing to check out. Now, how do you work that out? Well, that kind of relates to my number seven here, which is what do current students say about it? Now, there is something in what do former students say, but it depends on how far back you're going because institutions change leadership and change all of those things potentially. So you might not want to get some insight from somebody who's been there seven years ago. I don't know if the institution has changed a lot. However, getting a sense from either very recent or, as I've said here, current students is beneficial. Now, hopefully on open days or at any other opportunities, you are getting a chance to connect with students. And that is really helpful. It is useful for you to get a sense of what is being said. Now, number eight 
And this actually relates to, to point number six, is what is the destinations of the former students? What are their destinations? So again, I, and I guess it, it helps to labor the point, what is it that they've gone on to do? That is one of the things that might be useful for you to see, especially if you kind of think, oh, well, I would love to go on to an institution or an opportunity like that. So if this, if this institution has facilitated that for a fellow student, then I'm probably in a good place. Yeah, so that's one of the things to consider. Number nine and number 10 are very closely related. So number nine, how staff talk about students, and number 10, how students talk about staff. <laughs> so if you can get a sense into any of those things, again, it helps to play into your ability to make a really solid decision. And number 11, and this is gonna be the last one that I share on this episode, it is the vibe that you get. What is the sense that you get? How do you feel when you walk past the school or, or sixth form, when you go in, when you speak to people, when you're establishing all of these other things that we're talking about, what is the sense that you're getting? That is one of the things that is going to help you choose what is the best sixth form for you. Now, I haven't mentioned Ofsted or anything like that, and I suppose that is something that should be mentioned because it is a decent measure of a school. But actually, so much of what I've shared with you is is potentially even more significant in a way but I guess I, I will mention that as well because it is a factor right I guess the thing that I want to make really clear is that it shouldn't be the only factor but maybe it is a factor in what it is that you are considering and actually why not add one more into the mix for good measure number 13 and let's think of that in terms of learning support what is the learning support that is needed for you in terms of your learning style? And this might be because you've been diagnosed as dyslexic or dyspraxic or any range of different learning abilities, or it might just be because you know that you're going to need some additional support. So actually, I think we've left that as a really solid 13. These are 13 things to be considering when it comes to how do you choose the best sixth form for you. I hope that's been helpful. If it has, do make sure to share it and feel free to have discussions in relation to it. If open days have come and gone and it has raised sort of more questions for you, then remember to get in touch with the school, get in touch with the admissions people and feel free to ask further questions. Again, how, a, how an institution responds to your questions, even if it is out of an open day, can be one of the things that will tell you something about them, right? So if you're in time for any of the open days, um, then that's great. But if not, have this be some of the factors that you are considering and that can help you decide maybe between a few institutions that you feel are particularly strong for you, you know, particularly decent possibilities based on what it is that you have seen in visiting them recently. I am Gina, you are listening to the Dive Into Your Career podcast, and we will be back with another episode next Monday. 
take care of yourself and looking forward to catching up again sometime soon. Thank you for listening today. To keep up to date with Dive Into Your Career, leave your details on bit.ly forward slash dive into the list. See you soon.